Pedophilia and trafficking are a lot worse problems than most of us think. We're going to get into how this is being normalized in our society and what we can do about it. Uh, all that and more on today's Peck Report. Hey, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Josh Peck here. Uh, So we definitely have to talk about this. We have to keep talking about this. I know that we've dealt with it quite a bit on Peck Report. We're going to continue to do so uh, because it's such a serious problem and it has so many facets around it. The one that I want to deal with mainly here today um, is the normalization aspect of it. Uh, and, and we'll probably get into some other things too, but, you know, mo- most recently this whole Wayfair, Overstock, Amazon thing occurred where there was some overly high prices and there was, you know, some suspicious things where, um, quite a few people thought that there might be a connection to, uh, child sex trafficking, uh, involved with this. It- it's still early on. Uh, some of the thing, some of the things end up ended up being explained, but th- this is why with these types of things, it's really important to just get all the information before going all in on on what we think is the truth. Because what ends up happening a lot of times, more often than not, is well-meaning people who are trying to find the truth, they read something online or they see a meme or, uh, you know, they, they, they see something that, that seems evil, but it seems real. It seems like it, it, it's probably true. And it seems like it's coming from a trusted source. So they share it. They start believing it. And, and I think that's where this, this, problem happens they they start believing it so now their perception of the outside world contains this this thing that they that they read and once it's integrated into somebody's worldview it's really hard to extract even if information comes out later that um shows the first bit of information is, is unlikely to be true it's really hard for people to kind of at that point disengage because now they have something to lose you know now now they've invested time into this they have they have constructed a piece of their worldview around this 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 one piece of information that they assumed was true and when it turns out to not be true it's it's easier to find fault in the 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 second bit of evidence you know the, it's easier to to try and find fault in the 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 new evidence coming in that says that it's not true because that hasn't been integrated yet you know that hasn't been um um adapted into somebody's world view so it's easier to push that off i've been seeing that a lot lately um let me think of let me just try to think of a brief example um you know just just a hypothetical let's say Oh, I don't know. Let, let's let's say you read some story online that says, you know, elder elderly all elderly people, eighty five and above, are going around and 
killing people's dogs. You know, I don't know. I'm just making up some crazy thing. There's obviously, obviously that's like, there's no truth to that. That's really, you know, insane. Nobody's going to believe that if they read that. Um, But, you know, if somebody reads that and it seems convincing enough, they might start to think, well, you know, there are old people that, that seem to have mental decline issues they they have alzheimer's maybe this is possible maybe this is a real thing that's happening you know maybe just to be on on the safe side i should i should start bringing my dog in at night not not let him stay in the doghouse in the backyard uh you know at night bring him in and and and, you know maybe after a while i know this is like a an extreme ridiculous case but uh you know example but just using this as an example after a while you know they they and it doesn't take long. It could take, you know, in fractions of a second of reading a headline, they can start to integrate this into their worldview. But all of a sudden, now the person who, who read that headline, now they are, as far as they are concerned, they live in a world where this happens, where there's a problem with uh, elderly people going around and hurting people's dogs. And that, that's, part of their, that's part of their world now. That's that's an issue they have to deal with, and it, it also gives them it also gives them kind of a purpose or a mission. You know, it gives them something that they have to uh, you know contend against. So you know, they start do, you know doing things or posting things about it. They do some more research. You know, they they start finding out. You know, uh, Alzheimer's is on the rise for people eighty and above. So it really seems to add up. It really seems to make sense. Uh, you know, they, they find studies saying that for some reason, dogs seem to be more afraid at night than they are during the day. I wonder what that's all about. Uh, you, you, you know, and you, you can start to see how these connections can be made. Um, but, but then what happens is there comes some evidence to suggest that this isn't the case. You know, there, there's, there's evidence to, you know, a claim comes out saying, well, you know, mo- most, most people that older and you know, well taken care of nursing homes and they're not allowed to leave at night. So how are they getting out? And then the person who believes that this is the world that they live in, they hear that and they, they say, well, no, that's not true. You know, who, who's to say they couldn't get out? Who's to say that this can't be happening? Who are you to say that this is impossible? You know, and all of a sudden they start, they, instead of taking in the new evidence and th- thinking, well, you know, I guess that makes sense. Maybe we should explore that possibility that it's not happening. Maybe we should explore that as vigorously as we explored the original uh, hypothesis or the original belief that, that old people are killing dogs. So they start, they, they, they be, and it's because that conflicting evidence, it's not integrated into their worldview. You know, it actually conflicts with their worldview. So to even entertain that as a possibility, it means that they might have to, there's a possibility they might someday have to admit that they wasted some time looking into something and believing something and even altering their life in some way, uh, believing in something that just flat out just turns out it wasn't true, you know? Uh, So that is something that we have to overcome if if we want to be honest. And it is like a muscle. It's something that, you know, you have to work out over time and you, you get better at it. And, you know, you're probably never going to be perfect at it. But it, it is something that just part of being a mature adult and part of being a researcher, especially in these fields where there's so much conflicting information, there's so much that isn't known. This is a skill that we absolutely need to develop, especially as Christians. Uh, we, we, we need to develop this skill. And it all it means 
is that you, you just you take some extra time to look into both sides of an issue when something comes up. So, for example, the most recent case with the the the, the Wayfair Amazon thing. Now, when that came out. And if you're not familiar with it, basically what happened is, um, you know, just a couple of days ago, a few days ago, uh, people started posting how on especially Wayfair, but other outlets, uh, other online retail international, you know, outlets, they would post, they would have these, these listings for furniture or children's photo albums, uh, that, that were just ridiculous prices, you know, like $13,000 or, you know, whatever for something that shouldn't have cost that much. Um, and a, a, a theory kind of developed around that, that maybe this is actually a front and maybe th this is a way for traffickers to sell children to pedophiles. Um, and so that, that kind of developed and basically most of the evidence was through memes and it was through interpreting things like pictures that, you know. You know, when you have a picture, all you know is just what's in the picture. You don't have the context around it. That That's something that you need to search for. But what a lot of people do is they'll look at the picture and they'll just interpret it immediately. So now I'll admit there are there were some very strange things with the Wayfair uh, thing. A lot of things that I still don't have an answer to. When I first saw that, I was like, okay, this is very odd. And so I posted online my, my thoughts about it were basically there's definitely some strange things going on here, but at the same time, I don't know enough about international online retail. I don't know how SKU numbers work. Um, I, I don't know. I really don't know enough about any of this to understand, uh, you know, enough you know, to know that there's something nefarious going on because a part of it too was you take the SKU number of a product of, of one of these suspicious products and you would put it in, uh, I think it was called Yandex. It was a Russian search engine. You, you put the number with I, uh, with, um, SRC USA in it. Uh, you would search for that and then it would bring up all these pictures of young girls. Um, now I, and I even tried this myself. The, the pictures themselves weren't pornographic but they were i mean they were pictures of young girls some of them in in, in kind of skimpy clothes that i wouldn't let my own daughter wear um and so that was that was strange and i i, I tested that myself and that that was true the weird thing is though it was only that one search engine and it was only if you had um src usa if you took out src and just did usa in the number it brought up like just jerseys or something. And I might be mixing some of these up, but I, I did a couple different experiments, but it was like, it was like soccer jerseys. And then if you just put up like SRC and not USA and then, and then the number, then it was like a bunch of pictures of like, like cleats, you know, like shoes, like, like soccer cleats or something. Um, and so that, that was weird. And then somebody else online said that if you put Mexico in, it'll bring up the girls too. And I, at that point I was, I, I was busy with other things. I didn't have a chance to experiment with that and see, see what that brought up. But, but there, there was, so there was questions about it, but, but it also wasn't super consistent. So I, I like I said, I posted about it and I said something along the lines of, you know, I, I, I don't know enough about, um, online international, you know, international online retail to really know if this is normal or if the, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's some explanation. I just, I don't know enough about it. Uh, and I saw very few people take that stance. M most people 
said, no, this is actually confirmed. This is absolutely confirmed child sex trafficking. You know, look, the CEO of Wayfair stepped down. Part part of me was thinking, well, just because he's, I don't, if he knew that, okay, if there was some sex trafficking thing coming up and he knew that it was going to get revealed, him stepping down from the company would not absolve him of any criminal wrong. He would He would still get in trouble. Like, he would still, now, if he, like, fled you know i mean if he like went to a different country or something then that might be that might be suspicious but it still wouldn't be conclusive so that's what i'm getting at there was just a lot of stuff that wasn't conclusive and then this get, got into like tom hanks and he he had a picture of like a glove on a sidewalk and then in chalk written on the sidewalk it said um src usa which i believe I think that just means source USA. It's the country. It's the source country. So, so if you have a product, and, and I, I'm this is a guess. Okay, I don't know, but th- what makes sense to me is, you know, a SKU number. That's what seven or eight numbers. Um, of all the millions of products that's out there, I, I mean, eventually it seems like you would have repeating SKU numbers. So maybe it's split up by country. So when you look up a SKU number, you you have to tell the search engine what the source of the number, you know, what country are are you looking for this specific number? What product, like, what what what's the source country for the product or for the number that you're looking at? Kind of like telephone numbers, how every country has like a code. Every every you know, so maybe the code for this is SRC, and then the country of origin for that product. That that makes sense to me. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's what's going on. Um, again, I haven't had time to do extensive research into this. Nor has anybody else, by the way, because while some people, even if they've spent every waking hour doing nothing but research since this broke, it's only been maybe a week. It hasn't been that long. So there's a lot that's not known. The main point, um, so many people went full in, just went full in. This is child sex trafficking. This, this is, it's absolutely confirmed now. This is exactly what it is. And they did not entertain any other possibility of what this, what else this might be. Um, I heard from some people that sometimes when a retailer only has one product of something, uh, they will jack up the price so they can keep their listing until they can order new product. Because if they if they sell the last one, then it's marked as sold out, and they could use they could lose their their listing placing uh, online. And so they'll jack up the price. I actually, I actually was told this by a retailer. I was, uh, so a couple of them actually. So I guess that's kind of a normal thing. That makes sense to me. Why does it bring up pictures of girls? I, you know, only for, only for specific things too. You know, it's not, it's not all of the things. It's only specific things. I don't know. Could it be that it's that specific search engine is looking up like the target audience of that product, you know, of like a kid's photo album. And it's just going to bring up because the, the, the one that I looked up, it was a, it was a photo album that was clearly designed for a girl. Um, and it said it was like $13,000. Um, I didn't, at this time I didn't, I didn't know about the retail thing. So I didn't look to see how many it said were available, but, uh, but is it, but it was obviously made for, you know, a girl that was six or seven years old. Is it possible that that search engine just brings up whatever the target audience for that thing, you know, for that product is? Because when you put a product in, um, 
I, I don't I don't know with Wayfair, but I know with some things you have to put in what your target audience is, or you do that in the SEO search search things. You have to put in what your target audience is for a post. Like if you've, if you've ever bought like a Facebook ad, you have to put in what your target audience is. You have to put in what what audience you're looking for. It doesn't just go broadly to everybody. Uh, so is it possible that for some reason that search engine is looking up tar- the target audience? I have no clue. I really don't know. But that that's the point that I'm getting at is is we don't know. And it's it's possible that like all of this stuff could be explained uh innocently. It could be. But it's rare to find somebody that will even at least admit that. Could it be all nefarious? Yes. It, this absolutely could definitely be it could be possibly all a front for child sex trafficking. I would not put it past pedophiles to do something like that, to set something like that up. Uh, could it all be innocent, you know, instead? Sure. I haven't found really many people that are taking a, a balanced approach with it. They're, they're all in. And, and then, and then they'll get angry at people like me who, who are just trying to look at it logically, or you're just trying to be fair with it. They'll get angry at people like uh, me because they, they'll they'll say well you're just denying that it, that it's even happening you're you're just a denier it's not the case at all why this is such a big deal is I believe it really hurts our credibility when we're willing to just believe anything and not even consider the other side or not not even try to consider alternative options because once we decide to believe this this thing. It's ingrained. It's part of our worldview now, and then it's really hard to extract. Um, it, it, it's it's it, and most people just won't do it. Even even if a bunch of evidence comes out uh, in support of something else, they they'll just stick with their original theory. Most people do that. It, it is a, it's a very immature thing, but it's that's what happens. And I believe that really hurts our credibility. And if we're serious about wanting to end child sex trafficking in America, and it absolutely does happen, we need to show that we are credible sources of information. Otherwise, all we're doing, we're handing the world an excuse. Here's here's an excuse you can use. You don't have to get involved. You can just think that we're all crazy. Here's an excuse for you. Because all they have to do is they just have to bring this stuff up. Now, what if something actually does happen? What if this Wayfair thing was actually true? You know, a lot of people, it was either it's all crazy, there's there's nothing there's nothing going on, or they're all in on the other end. The people who said that it's crazy and nothing is going on, they said, you guys are all conspiracy theorists. You do this every time something looks a little weird. You, you automatically jump to the most extreme thing, and then you don't have any real reasons beyond memes or somebody said something once or the Amazon review says or... Uh, a, a, a supposed former employee tweeted, uh, you know, you just have this stuff. That's not real evidence because anybody can write that stuff. I could go on right now and write a weird Amazon review. I could go, I could open up a Twitter account right now under somebody else's name. And I could say that I was a former employee of Wayfair and, you know, I saw these weird things happen there. Anybody, it's not real evidence. Anybody can do that. Um, and if it's one thing we know about people, they're liars, right? So 
But again, does that mean that we ignore it? No, we don't ignore it. We have to properly do our, our homework, and, we, and, and it takes time. And while we're looking into things and being balanced and trying to find out what's really going on and collecting real evidence, we have to know that it takes time to do that, and we don't need to... We're, we're not required or obligated to have an opinion about something right when we hear it. You can take as much time as you need. There are things that I've been wondering about for years that I just don't have a solid opinion on. Um, and that's okay. There's, there, it's actually a very honest way to live. And, and I, I think that if you live your life like that, people will start to look at you as, okay, if this guy says there's something going on, then there's probably something going on because usually he's the kind of guy that's like, well, you know, let's, let's be careful. And you, you want to have that credibility when it comes to something as absolutely serious as child sex trafficking, because there are real kids who, who are really being abused right now in this country. And it, it happens more often than many of us think. If we are serious about wanting to help those kids, we have to be credible. We have to be honest. We have to be truthful. We have to be um, a, a, a trusted source of information. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to convince anybody that this is going on, and there's strength in numbers. The only way we're going to end this is is by showing the country what's going on. But we can't do that if we're going to fall headfirst into every conspiracy theory that comes along. And you have to realize we have to realize too the burden of proof is on us if we make a claim. The burden of proof is on us to prove that it's true. So this whole, well, how could you say that it's not true? No, 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 no. The burden of proof is not on the person who's disputing the claim. It's on you who's making the claim. So if you make a claim or you post a meme or, or you, you, you claim that something is factual in any capacity and someone challenges you on that, then the burden, the responsibility is on you to provide evidence why you believe what you believe, you know. And I've seen a lot of immaturity in, in, in those regards. I've seen a lot of immaturity in people who will just get angry uh, at, at somebody who would dare, dare to possibly challenge um, a, a claim from such a respected individual such as myself. You know, I mean, just people have that attitude. And really, we should appreciate it when people challenge our claims. You know, we should, we, like, I, I want, the, there should, we should want people to be their own researchers. You know, I, that, that's what, I mean, I've been, I've been harping on that for years. You know, any of you who have followed me long enough know that. Um, I've, I've always been challenging you guys to, to look into things deeply, challenge my own stuff. I'm not above reproof on this kind of stuff there have been i'm there have been times where i've accidentally shared a meme or something thinking it was true because you know maybe a friend of mine shared it so i thought well you know he, he probably looked into it and i've been wrong and there have been times where you guys have have put in the comment section like hey josh you know turns out there there's this actually isn't true at all and then i'll say okay thanks and then i take it down um, I, I, I don't ever get personally offended by that. I, I think that's that would be such a childish attitude to have to to actually get offended because somebody's trying to, you know, correct a mistake. That that's ridiculous. 
Now, if somebody is actually being a jerk and calling me names over it, I'll probably still take the post down if it's factually wrong, but then I probably won't be super uh, interested in talking to that person again if they're using that as ammunition to, like, bolster themselves up. So, you know, when we correct something, we don't want to do that. We don't want to personally insult. I, I think it's better to just not be personal at all. Just don't even bring the person into it, you know, like... Um, unless they do it first, but you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's all complicated, but, but the simplest way is just, if you see something wrong online, just post to post the facts of it, or at least what you can find as the facts. Um, and that, that's really all it takes. But again, some people don't want to do that. And, and I think, I think it's because some people are so married to their, their theories. It's an ego thing. It's a pride thing that they think it would look badly on them if they were to admit that it's possible they may have made a mistake. But that's wrong. It doesn't look badly on the person at all. It's actually a good thing. It shows that you're honest and mature. People appreciate that, you know. Um, I, I remember when I first started becoming a writer, uh, somebody asked me, you know, well, what, what are you going to do? I think it was right after my first book came out. Someone asked me, what are you going to do if, you know, you find out in a couple of years or you find out later that something you wrote in your book is is wrong? What are you going to do? And I said, well, I will just admit that it's wrong. And if somebody asks me about it, I'll try to I'll try to do a reprint of the book if I can. But if somebody asks me about it, then I'll just say I was wrong. You know, if, if it, I don't I don't really get why. Why would I have to stay married? Like, I'm obviously human. People know that, you know. People know I'm human. I'm not. I'm not going to get it right 100 percent of the time. I'll do the best I can, but I can't. I, I. I. would be a liar if I. If I said that every single thing I put out there is going to be absolutely 100 percent true. So you know, what I try to do is just be careful in my language. Uh, I'll. I'll say things like you know, I think this looks suspicious because of these reasons. I don't know for sure yet. But it seems like there could be something here. So that's what I did with the Wayfair thing. The more that I've looked into it and the more some of this stuff has been ex explained, I'm, I'm starting to think that probably given enough time and given enough uh, knowledge into how um, online um, international retail works, it, it probably there's probably an explanation for a lot of it. I, I still don't know for sure, though. Could, could, be, t could be totally nefarious. I don't know. It could be that the pedophiles have covered their tracks so well that it looks innocent, and it's not. I, I have no idea. But we, I, think, I think it's beneficial for us to all just kind of admit that, <laughs> and that's okay. That doesn't hurt our cause. That doesn't make us look weak or ineffectual. That doesn't, that doesn't, that, that doesn't make us look like wimps or, or that we can't be taken seriously because we never know anything. It makes us look strong and honest and mature, and people will gravitate towards that. Now, the people that are going to hate it are the people who are married to their conspiracies, and they don't really care about the kids, and, and they're, they're more interested in holding on to their pet theories. They're, they're using the, the child sex trafficking epidemic or the pedophile epidemic as their own kind of, I'm going to use this to make myself look like someone online, you know, their, their, their own thing like that. Um, there, there are a lot of people like that. And so we have to, we have to be really careful. Those people will hate you. If you try to just be honest and be careful, they will absolutely hate you. Good. You know, let them dis disassociate from you. They are hurting our cause and we should show that, you know, we can disassociate from these people and we should, 
We, we, should, we shouldn't be associating with people like that. If we're actually trying to get to the truth in an honest, mature, respectful way, we don't have time to entertain somebody's ego trip. You know, we, we, don't, we don't have time to entertain that. So um, the best thing to do is just be open and honest online. And if people blast you, then you know that that's a person that, you know, you can block or unfriend or, you know, you, you know that that's a person that's not really worth talking to because they're not in it for the same reasons that you are. They're in it for themselves, whereas you're in it for somebody else. You know, you're in it, you're in it to serve people. You're in it to try to honestly help people, no matter how it makes you look. Um, and they're in it for themselves. And, you know, you can tell too, because they'll say things, you know, they'll, they'll say things to you like, uh, you, you know, when you, when, when you do stuff like that, or when you say stuff like that, it really makes you look bad. Who cares? <laughs> you know, it, it went, when the, that's called projection, it, it, what they're doing is they're actually exposing what matters to them. So how they look online matters to them, and they assume that everybody's like that. So they'll say, you know, you're making yourself look really bad when when you're you know coming out against this stuff, and it's like, well, that's that matters to you, but that doesn't really matter to me, and it doesn't. As long as I can be effective without lying, as long as I can be effective and be as truthful as possible, I don't, I don't, I don't care how I look online. You know, I'm not in this for clout. I'm not clout chasing and neither, neither should you. Um, have I always been perfect at that? Absolutely not. I've, I've, I've had my run-ins and I've had my failures before too. I've, I've had my ego trips before too, but you know, that that's part of growing up and, and spiritually maturing is you got to recognize that about yourself and you got to work on it. We all have that. We all do. We can get better at it. We can, we can vanquish it. But, you know, it takes time and it takes work. So, like I said before, this is, this is a muscle that we have to develop. And it's not like we live in a society where there's a lack of true information, so we have to jump to these conclusions. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through some real things that are happening, because there, there's a lot. Actual headlines, real op-eds in mainstream news sources that real people wrote um, apologizing, you know, just basically pedophile apologists. And this stuff is real. This is the stuff we should focus on, you know. And another thing I'll add to, if there was something going on with the Wayfair thing, we ruined it by, we, we ruined any chance we had at exposing it by just blasting it all over Facebook and Twitter. I mean, seriously, how dumb right i mean think about this if if you suspect that something is going on you know you don't announce that you're suspicious of it i mean can you imagine like the fbi is going to do some raid can you imagine if they just publicly announced that they were suspicious of some company just publicly to everybody alerting that company that they're suspicious so giving that company time to clean up their act you know, to make everything look spiffy. That's what we did. That, that, that's what we did by even time. And I'm saying we because I talked about it online too. So look, I'm in this camp too. But, you know, after I thought about it, I thought, man, we, we, really, we really messed this up. If, if there was something going on here, we should have kept it to ourselves. You know, text each other or message each other privately, but not blast it publicly online. And I think the problem is some people 
Uh, some people were just wanting to help, and so they, they posted it online publicly. But I think some people knew this would get a lot of clicks. Some people knew that this was gonna this was going to gain them some clout. You know, they were gonna get some followers out of it. Uh, they were gonna get some more eyeballs on their ads and their articles about it. Uh, they were gonna get more people following them on Twitter. They were gonna get more online clout, and so they blasted this because it benefited them instead of thinking, you, you know. If I put this out there, it's going to alert Wayfair. If something's going on, it's going to alert them something's going on, and it's going to give them time to clean everything up, to hide everything even more before anything real can be done. What should have happened is we should have talked to each other privately, and we should have alerted the FBI uh, or, or, you know, may- maybe of our of our suspicions. We should have looked into it more ourselves, I think, to make sure something was going on because um, I, I don't entirely trust the FBI or CIA either. I mean, I, I think like the, 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 the whole finders case uh, 30 years ago, I think that's good reason to not totally trust them, but still um, they have resources that we don't, we, you know, we, we don't have the authority to arrest people or to go in and, and raid some company because we think something's going on. Same thing happened with Pizzagate. I mean, it's the same thing. It just, it just, it just gave the alleged criminals time to cover their tracks, and for what? Just so we can post it online and show that we know something that other people don't, you know? So we we can feel better about ourselves. It's it's just ridiculous. Uh, so if we if we really want to take this seriously, there are real things that we can look at that that I think make the Wayfair stuff, make Pizzagate, it makes that stuff look like a distraction, even if there's truth in that. Because while we're busy in conspiracy theory land, and again, I'm not saying that all of it is invalid, there might be something going on there. But all I'm saying is there's not enough available information. It's unsubstantiated. It's, It's impossible to prove. While we're busy over here in conspiracy theory land, there's real objectively true things that are being said by real actual authors and doctors that can be verified. They actually said this. They actually believe this. They're teaching this to our kids. And and we're not fighting against that. We're, We're not fighting against the actual verified stuff because we're busy in the speculative stuff. And I'm going to show you some examples. Um, now one, one piece of this did start to go viral uh, recently, and it's that TEDx talk that that uh, you know that pedophilia is a a, um, a natural sexual orientation or something. Uh, now that that is real. She said that. Not the claim. The claim is not real. <laughs> uh, it is not a natural um, sexual orientation. Uh, but but that actually happened. That was a real TEDx talk from from a real German woman. Um, and I think she's a doctor in something. It got real applause. Like that's that. I'm glad that went viral. Now, it went viral a couple of years too late because it has been out for a long time. Um, it, it sort of went a little viral before, and now it's making like a resurgence. But that's some. That is something we can focus on. That actually happened. That's real. Uh, that was really said. There is a real effort to normalize pedophilia, to make it look like a disorder, 
And there are people who will actually support that, saying, well, they can't help it. We have to realize it is absolutely impossible to prove that they can't help feeling the way they feel. How could you prove that? You can't crawl inside somebody's head and experience life through their body and through their eyes. Now, they would say, well, you can't prove it's not like that. Again, burden of proof isn't on me. The burden of proof is on the one making the the positive claim. So the claim is uh, pedophiles can't help their feelings. They can't help it. Okay, you need to prove that. And it's impossible to prove because that's a totally subjective thing. Because if, if, well, wait, a pedophile says that they can't help it. Well, who's to say they're not lying? They could be lying. Or maybe they're deceived. Maybe they think they can't help it, but they actually can. You know, back when I was an alcoholic, I was a big-time alcoholic. I was a drug addict, too. I was convinced I couldn't help it. I was convinced I can't help that I like this thing. Now, I, I I would say things, you know, I can help if I do it or not, but I can't help that I love it. I can't help that I love being drunk or I love being high. Now, it's my choice if I'm going to take a drink or not. But I can't help how I feel. It's the same thing these pedophiles say about their their attraction to kids. They'll say, like like the whole, <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, they'll say, um, I I can help. It, you know, some of them will say, I, I can help if I make the choice to abuse a child. But I would never do that. But I can't help how I feel. Yes, you can. You can learn to hate that stuff. I hate alcohol now. I I hate drugs. I, I, I don't I don't ever want to get drunk or high again. I hate the whole idea of it. I don't like it anymore. But I used to think I'm always gonna like this and it's always gonna be a struggle and I can't I can't learn to not like this. That is a lie. You can learn to hate things that you like. I mean our whole our whole life experience is that. There's a ton of stuff I liked when I was a kid that I hate now. And I would imagine any adults listening are probably thinking the same thing. You know, I used to um, I used to like the cartoon Captain Planet. <laughs> I hate it now. You know, I, it's not something that I would watch now. Uh, but that, that's our whole life experience. You can learn to hate things that, that you like. You know, you, you, you can... And I, I know there's a difference between, you know, sexual preferences and cartoon characters. But but still, it's, it's, it's just a part of the human condition. You... Liking things and hating things is sub- is is subjective, you know. You can you can change that. You you can you can fix that. You can learn to change that. Um, objective truths are a lot harder to change, and, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make pedophilia into a disorder because then it's like an objective truth. Like it's an objective disorder that you can't change. It's just people are born that way. It's like skin color or hair color. I mean, I know you can dye your hair, but genetically, you know, your hair is brown even if you dye it blonde. You know, you might mask it and make it look blonde, but genetically, you know, you're not changing your genetics. Uh, So you know what I mean? An objective truth is a lot harder to change. Um, You know, the sky is blue. That's, That's an objective truth. Now, yeah, you could conceivably you could you could build a, a a giant tinting glass around the sun to make the sky appear red or something but but it's it's a lot harder to do that than it would be to convince somebody you know the actual word for blue isn't really blue it's red 
And then you get the person to say that the sky is red when they're thinking blue. I mean, it, it, it's easier to change something subjectively than it is objectively. So you can, you can change preferences. You can, you can change all that stuff. You can make yourself, it, if there's a food you don't like, you know your taste buds will catch on. You know, your, your taste buds will, ch- your, cha- your taste buds actually change every so often. I forget how, how often it is, but they actually do change. Um, if you, if you had a food that you just didn't like, now there would be no real reason to do this, but if you had to, for some reason, um, if, if you had to, if, if that was the only food that was available, uh, and if you, if you start, if you started to like really focus on learning to like that food, you would eventually learn to like it. There are ways that you can learn to like it, you know, start eating it during like positive, um, experiences with your family or something at like a fun family barbecue or something, you know, so, so then you associate a memory with it. You can start to learn to like that stuff. Um, now of course there's limits to everything, but when it comes to, so so there's this whole push to 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 try to get people to say that it's a mental disorder and because it's a mental disorder it can't it can't possibly be changed. So I'm, I want to show you some um, headlines uh, because of that. I'm going to give you a couple examples. I'm going to save the extreme ones for mem- um, members. You know what? I'm not doing members only today. Uh, we're we're going to make this public for everybody. Um, hang on one second. Sorry, uh, mo- most of you know I-, I don't normally like to be on my phone when I'm recording these or when I'm doing these, uh, but I have to keep up to date. My son has uh, leukemia. He's been diagnosed with leukemia, so I always have to make sure I have my phone on me in case there's a doctor that texts or calls or if Christina texts if there's some emergency. Uh, most of the time it's not an emergency, but I-, I always have to make sure I have my phone on me. But anyway... Um, even though I'm doing this one for free, I, I would, I would highly suggest that you guys go to dailyrenegade.com and get a membership. Um, I'll tell you what, we have lost a ton of members due to this COVID crisis. People, people are having a harder time affording it and I get it. I totally understand. Uh, but it's a lot harder to run the ministry when we've, when we lost some, lost so many, uh, members. Um, and I don't blame the members. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. What can you do? Uh, so I get it. But if you can afford it, I would suggest go to dailyrenegade.com, become a member today. It really helps us out. It helps support this ministry. We're trying to do everything we can to factually and honestly expose things like like child sex trafficking and like so many other things. Um, we even have like really good Bible studies that are, are factual and grounded. What we're trying to build with Daily Renegade is a place where you can go and you know that you're going to get good information. We talk about weird stuff too. We talk about aliens and Nephilim and we talk about a lot of weird stuff. We don't shy away from any topic, but we try to be real with the, the topic. We're also not hardcore skeptics, you know. I don't think that it's a good idea to be so far on the other end where you're just completely skeptical of everything and your automatic first response is to deny it. Because then, again, like it's the same thing. That will get developed into your worldview, and then it'll be harder for you to accept any evidence that, that comes to actually support the weird claim. Uh, so you got to have balance. I, I think somewhere in the middle is a good place to be. You know, you're, you're, not, you're not falling onto either extreme. Uh, you're just being balanced and and mature about it, and you're giving yourself time to 
look into things properly so you don't hurt your own cause. Uh, This child sex trafficking thing, it is not something to be messed around with. It is not something that's just some fringe, uh, interesting theory that people have. You know, it's not one of these, you know, do UFOs exist kind of things. And there are people, especially in the fringe Christian community, who try to put it in that realm. It's not. It's not. And I would say anybody who's acting like it is, that is somebody to not follow. Uh, my own personal recommendation. I don't think people like that can be trusted. I think I think people who are in it just for themselves and they don't care about truth, they don't vet their own posts um, at all. Or 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 if uh, if they make a mistake, you know, they they just don't handle it well. I mean, you you can see it. You can see it a mile away. These 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 type of people are really transparent. I don't care who it is. That that's not a person to follow. If I ever get like that. I'm not a person to follow if I ever get like that. If if I, for some reason, just start getting immature about it and I don't vet my sources and if you try to correct me and I get all angry at you, uh, uh, or, or, you know, blast you online or, you know, whatever, I just don't handle it well, then I am not someone to follow at that point. I would rather you search for the truth and actually be, uh, you know, ha- have a good relationship with Jesus than be one of my little followers that, you know, you'll, you'll support me no matter what I do. That is not the relationship we have here. All right. It is not, I am here to serve you. All right. I, 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 I first and foremost want to be a servant like my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. That's what I want to be. I, I want to set my own pride aside as, as, as much as humanly possible. I want to not care about my own ego or my own self image, uh, as much. I, I, I don't want to care about that. I want to be a servant to you. I want you guys to be my my life, my, my life's mission. You know, I, I want, I want to live my life in servitude to you guys, because Jesus says, uh, that, you know, when, when you were sick, you visited me when you, when I was hungry, you fed me all of that stuff. Why is that? You know, cause they, they said, well, when did we do that? When you did, when you did that to the least of, of these, uh, now I think he was specifically talking about children, but I think that, you know, children, Christians, even Christian adults, we all have the spirit of, of God in us, right? If we're truly reconciled to God, his spirit lives in us. So that means when I'm serving you, in in a way, at least through the eyes of Jesus, I'm serving him as well. You know, I'm, I'm serving him. And I want to do that because he, he died on the cross for me. The least I can do, he gave up his life for me. least I can do is give up my life for him too. Uh, and if that means a, a, a physical life of servitude or if that means martyrdom at some point, then so be it. He has given me so much. Um, that's That's... That's what I'm in this for. Uh, I'm not always going to be perfect at it, uh, but that, that's why I said if I ever if I ever fall into a place where I'm just I, I just I start getting really selfish and thinking only of myself, then you need to quit following me because I, I care more about your relationship with Christ than I care about my own image or you know my 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 own ego or my own pride. So that is really really important and. I wish more Christian lead. I don't even like the term Christian leaders. I think shepherds is fine, but you know, you think about shepherds and sheep. The, the the shepherd still serves the sheep. He takes care of the sheep. The shepherd's whole life is in service to those sheep. Uh, so you know, even though the shepherd is technically like the leader, he herds the sheep. You know, he 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 tries to instruct the sheep. Um, to, but but he's doing that in service of the sheep. So that that's I, I I think shepherd is a better word than than leader. I don't like leader for for like what we do in Christianity and ministry especially. Um, um, I really like servant. I think that's the the best the best word for it. 
but like I, I would much rather hear uh, you know somebody say, "Yeah, I like Josh Peck a lot. He's he's my servant." I would much rather hear that than he's my leader. Um, you know, I, I know nobody would ever use either of those words, but you, you know what I mean. You know what I'm getting at. Uh, that's not preached, especially in our culture today. Um, it's more preached that you know we're just kind of in this for ourselves. And unfortunately there are a lot of people in Christian ministry that are in it for themselves and they're in it to gain clout and to gain followers. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe they'll serve their audience here and there, but what what they're really concerned with is how popular they are, you know, on YouTube or on Facebook or how many followers they have, how many more followers they have than somebody else that, that kind of stuff. I'll, I'll tell you what, um, God cleans house. I've I've seen a lot of people lose their place in ministry because of that. I'm not going to get into names. I've I've seen people lose their lives. I, I God take God takes this really seriously. You, you don't mess around with people's spirituality. One lie can destroy somebody's faith. You know what one 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 meme that you put out there that has something wrong in it that that can serve as somebody's example of 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 why they left the faith why they denied jesus because they see christians as untrustworthy you can destroy someone's faith for that god's not going to take that lightly and the last thing i want i do not want to have to stand before god and explain to him why i allowed my ego to get in the way of him and one of his children that one one of one of who he who he would have had as a, a child of his is now in hell because they were jaded because I served as an example of the type of uh, Christian they didn't want to associate with, and they thought that that's what Christianity was. Like we we have got to get back into this fear of the Lord thing. You know, I I don't think we as Christians really have a whole lot of that. We we need to get back into that. You know, fear doesn't mean that you don't love the Lord. You could like you're you're if you have a good dad, you know, if you have like a good earthly dad, when you're growing up, you fear him, but you love him too. He's like your world, but you still fear him. It's 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 a it's a it's a respect and it's knowing that you know if I step out of line I I can I can really get chastised here I can really get punished, um. So, and when God does correct us, you know, Scripture says that God will correct us, but it's it's for our good. He'll he'll punish he'll punish the world, and that's more of like a, a justice vengeance kind of thing. With us though, he'll he'll. He'll correct us, and sometimes, from our perspective, it seems harsh, but it's it's always for our good. It's because he's being a good father. If we don't take that correction when he offers it, why are we even here? Like, what are we even doing? What what What's the point of the precious gift of life that he gave us? So we need to keep that in mind. Um, I kind of got off on a tangent there, but... Uh, I, I would suggest people go to dailyrenegade.com and become a member. We're trying to do more of this kind of work. We're trying to get more of this type of message out because the church is really hurting for it. The world is hurting for it. America is hurting for it. And you just don't hear this kind of stuff in church. That's why I personally don't even go to church because I don't, I don't, I haven't, I, I'm sure there are good, I, I know there are good churches out there, but I don't, I, I haven't found one where I feel like I'm really being fed. Now I have ministry friends. Um, there's a bunch of like YouTube videos from other Christian shepherds 
that uh, I trust and I like, and me and my family will watch that stuff, and that that is like our church. I also work in full-time ministry, so I'm constantly around other like-minded Christians. So, you know, in a way, my, my whole life is kind of like church 24-7. Um, there's no reason that, you know, everybody should have that. You, you can do that in your own lo- local community. I, I, I don't want somebody to feel obligated to have to go to a church building that they don't feel like they're being fed or that's teaching them wrong things. Don't go. That's fine. The whole the whole forsaking the fellowship thing is is just, you know, don't get so jaded that that you just com- be a complete shut-in and you're not fellowshipping with any other Christians at all. You're not talking to any of your brothers and sisters. We're not being a community because we're all just individuals shut in our own our own, you know, cage, self-made cage at home. That that's that's I think that's more what it's getting at. Uh, so we're trying to build that type of community through Daily Renegade, and you can help by becoming a member. It's only $10 a month or $100 a year. I suggest getting the $100 a year because um, you get two months for free that way, and you only have to pay for it once right now, and you don't have to worry about it for a whole year. Um, hopefully the stock market will be up uh, you know, higher by then, and people will start making, you know, be able to make money again. Uh, but it, even if you can only afford the $10, month, you know, $10 a month and you have to do it that way, that's a good way to do it too. Uh, there's also a donate page for Nathan um, at dailyrenegade.com. Uh, slash donate, where if you want to donate to help Nathan, you can do that there. Your membership also goes to help support uh, other ministries that we believe in that, you know, minister to the Jewish people, try to get try to get the gospel spread over in Israel. Um, also a, pro, a pro-life ministry, Created Equal, we support them, and then a children's hospital. Um, so uh, we're... We're, we're trying to we're trying to help other ministries as well, but like I said, we've lost a lot of members because just the COVID thing. You know, we we actually have a form that people can fill out. You know, when they cancel, uh, so they can they can explain why why they have they can voice any concerns that they they've had, um, and ninety nine percent of the time it's because they just can't afford it because of the COVID stuff, uh, and so I get that. We are developing an app. We're also trying to make the we're, we're working to make the website a little bit more easily nav- navigatable. Um, not that it's difficult now, but you, you know there there's there's a couple things that are a little difficult. So we're we're getting all that worked out. But all this stuff costs money. Building this whole ministry costs money, and building this this community where we don't have to worry about censorship. That's the main thing. Uh, even though I'm putting this YouTube, I'm putting this on this whole video on YouTube for free. I still suspect that it might get deleted. It might. I don't know. Um, our, they deleted our entire YouTube channel that had seventy or 80,000 subscribers on it. They deleted that entire channel. Eight years just gone of like really good gospel-oriented stuff just gone. Um, they could very we, – we have a backup channel that's got maybe 1,000, 2,000 subscribers. It doesn't have much. That's what we're posting this on now. So our outreach has diminished quite a bit. Um, so you guys can help by sharing the videos. If you can't afford a membership, you can still help. You can pray for us. You can share our videos. If you can't donate your money, you can donate your time. You can tell your friends uh, about us and what we're trying to do and try to get them involved. All of that would be greatly appreciated. This is usually the place where I would go to members-only content. Uh, so when you get a membership, you get full access to our full videos, everything we have available, um, full pack reports, uh, every, every show. We have like a dozen shows on there. We have a lot of shows. So you're going to find something that you like. 
Uh, we have documentary type shows. We have talking head type shows like what you're watching now and everything in between. Uh, you'll find something that you like, no matter how old you are, what age you are, uh, if you're a man or woman, you know, what, whatever, you'll, you'll find something there. Uh, whether you're, you're really just more scripturally grounded and that's all you care about, or if you're really into the more fringe kind of conspiracy stuff, we, we really have it all, but but just the one caveat to that, um, we, we, when it comes to the conspiracy stuff, uh, we're, we, we try to be as careful as we can. So we won't shy away from any topic. We'll talk about it all. You're going to, you're going to be able to find Bigfoot videos on there, UFO stuff, alien stuff, but we're not like, oh, none of this is true, but we're also not like, oh, it's all true. You, you know, we, we try to look at it just, just logically and just say, okay, well, th- this could be interdimensional Bigfoot, maybe. You know, I believe I believe that there are fallen angels and things, so why not that? Um, you know, now I realize that we would have to show evidence if I if I really wanted to make that something I was trying to convince somebody of, which I wouldn't. I mean, to to me, something like that. While while I may personally believe in the possibility of it, I, I don't care if somebody else believes in it or not. It just it just if they want to, great. We can talk about it and have fun. If not, it, I don't care. <laughs> you, you know, it it just it doesn't matter. Um, so there's a lot of stuff like that, but dailyrenegade.com, go become a member now. Okay. All that aside, let's get into the rest of this. There are some actual things that we should be exposing some real headlines. I'm going to show you, uh, some of those. Uh, let's see here. This is a real headline. Um, this was from, I believe slate slate has, I believe 8 million readers right now. And these headlines, I mean, they're old. You know, this is like a year ago and they still have 8 million readers. So there, there are, there's a large portion of the country that reads this stuff and then they continue reading the publication. It doesn't mean they agree with it, but it's at least acceptable enough that they don't, they don't, um, unsubscribe from slate they continue reading is pedophilia a crime or an illness we've never quite known whether child molesters should be treated as sick people or punished as criminals again that's from last year that is incorrect we have known now these people they think they don't know because they're trying to convince everybody that it's a disorder but that's not true we have known we have known it's it's evil it's absolute evil it's criminal behavior and people should be thrown in jail um How can we stop pedophiles? By treating them like monsters. This is from 2012. So this has been going on for quite some time. 2012. Uh, So you you see this this attempt to make the criminal the victim. Now, imagine that poor child that has to read these headlines, the poor child that was raped and, and, you know, raped in 2012 and then now is, you know, a teenager or maybe in their 20s. And they have to read these headlines that are that are casting the perpetrator into a victimhood light. Look at this one. I'm a pedophile, but not a monster. I'm attracted to children, but unwilling to act on it. Before judging me harshly, would you be willing to listen? The answer to that is no. The appropriate answer is no. We're not willing to listen because that is criminal behavior. Even if you don't act on it, you're still fantasizing about it. You're still attracted to the idea of raping children. And then they'll try, they'll try to nuance that. They'll try to say, well, no, they're just attracted to children. They're not attracted to raping them. What do you think they're attracted to? What do you, what do you think it is about children? 
if they're sexually attracted, it's going to be a sexual attraction. They're, they're, they're attracted to the idea of sex with children. Of course, what else is it going to be? And so it's still, it's still now. Okay. I, I would say, yes, it's still criminal, criminal behavior, but you can't prove that somebody has a, a fantasy because that's subjective. You would have to crawl inside their heads to really know that if somebody has a fantasy and they don't ever talk about it, you know, and they keep it to themselves, we would never know it. That doesn't make it right. It's still criminal. All right. It's still criminal. It's just, we can't prove it. So people tend to think that, you know, just because if they keep it to themselves, then it's okay. No, it's not. It is not okay. It is still criminal. It's still evil. But see, a lot of these people, they don't believe in the concept of evil that you and I as Christians believe in. They believe in uh, this weird thing that, well, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, it's okay. Why should that be the case? That's so strange. Just because it doesn't hurt anybody? For one thing, how do you, how do you determine hurt? You know? What, what if the child found out that an adult was fantasizing about him? Don't you think that that would hurt the child? I mean, don't you think that mentally that, that would be extremely disruptive, to say the least? Of course that hurts the child. Then, then you, might, you might say, well, they, just, they don't have to find out. doesn't hurt them. No victims. That child is still a victim. That child is still a victim in that person's mind. You know, Jesus said that like, even if you, if, even if you look upon a woman with lust... You are committing adultery. Even if the woman doesn't know that you're doing that, you're just fantasizing about a woman that you see at the store or whatever, even if the woman doesn't know that you're doing that, if you fantasize about it and no one else knows, that, in the eyes of Jesus, is still adultery. And it says, that, and, and you're committing adultery with her. Now, she's, she, she's not going to, you know, she, she, she's not participating in that sin with you unless she's fantasizing about you too. But, but that is how Jesus looks at it, that you have now committed adultery with her in your own heart. That is still just as sinful as actually doing it because it's not the action that matters (coughs) when it comes to determining sin. It's not the action. It's the motivation. It's the want. It's the desire, you know, you have the desire, you are guilty of the sin, whether you act on it or not. Now, if you act on it, you're guilty of other sins because you, act, you acted on it. You know, you, you caused physical harm to somebody, so you're just piling up sins. But the sin, the sin of pedophilia, just the sin of it, the sin of, be, the, the sin of, of, of being sexually attracted to, to innocent children, that is committed right when that desire enters the heart, right, right when an individual looks at a child and has a sexual feeling towards that child. That sin of pedophilia is committed. Um, do I think somebody deserves to die for that? I mean, it really depends. Are they, are they going to act on it? I mean, how could you possibly say that they're not going to or that they are going to? Again, we can't tell the future. That's why we have to, we have to err on the side of caution with this stuff. Um, now, if somebody actually perpetrates an act of violence against a child, then yeah, they, I, I believe, I, I think personally, I think the death penalty is completely appropriate for that. Um, but so at the same time, you you know, you, you got this push that, that says they can't change their feelings. Yes, they can, because if they can't change their feelings, then they're not responsible. Then it's not really a sin. You know, that, that's, that's 
what the culture is trying to do. They can change their feelings. They are responsible to change their feelings. They need to take appropriate steps to do that if they're, if they're having feelings like this. And then they'll say, well, you know, by stigmatizing, I hate that word, stigmat, stigmatizing pedophiles, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. If you're stigmatizing pedophiles, then you're just creating a culture where they're not going to be willing to talk about it. Good. They shouldn't talk about it. Why would we want to encourage them talking about it? They need to know how shameful and evil that is. That is a extremely shameful thing that they should feel awful about, and that shame should drive them to change. If they are just willing, just open, just can talk about it, and the culture accepts it, they have no incentive to change. There is a thing called, let me find it. There is a thing called virtuous pedophiles, and this is and this is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Look at this. This is from Wikipedia. This is a Wikipedia entry. Virtuous pedophiles is an internet-based mutual support group for pedophiles who acknowledge having a sexual interest in children and do not act on their attraction. Members support each other in trying to lead normal lives without committing child sex abuse trying they're trying members share the belief that sexual activity between adults and children is wrong and always will be they also work against the stigma attached to pedophiles uh, yeah, the stigma attached the two founders of the group use the pseudonyms uh ethan edwards and nick devon they do not reveal their true identity because they fear ostracism as well they should and hatred against their stigmatized psychological disorder there's over 2,000 users registered, including parents of children, parents of pedophiles, and a few sex researchers. They fear, they are, according to this, they are the victims. They fear ostracism and hatred against their stigmatized, they, they said, they used the word stigma twice in this, in this little paragraph here. Stigmatized psychological disorder. They, they're just stating that it's a psychological disorder, like that's not up for debate. They're like Wikipedia is just acting like that's not up for debate. That that is a debatable position. They're they're just treating it as like a, a sexual and not not not. They're treating it as a dis, a psychological disorder and not a deeply evil sexual perversion. Because of this, we now have two thousand people registered. They're just openly just openly supporting each other, not to change. There's nothing in here that says that they are trying to change or they're 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 trying to get help or they realize they don't want to. no they're they are literally called virtuous pedophiles as if such a thing could exist a pedophile who's virtuous you cannot be both you cannot be sexually attracted to minors to children and be virtuous it's not virtuous to only fantasize about children and not commit it not commit the act you know, it, it's it's evil. There's nothing virtue, but this is what our this is what this is what our society is doing right now. This is how they're pushing it. There are real things to be upset about, guys. There are real things. This Wikipedia entry is a real thing that you can go up and look up right now. No conspiracy, no theory, no fringe thing. It's real. And and our society has this twisted outlook on pedophilia that it's being accepted. And what have we said for decades? We have said for decades, all of this, 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 this sexual civil rights stuff, it's a slippery slope. And, and now, 
Now we live in a day and age where they say the slippery slope argument is a fallacy. You can look it up. Look up slippery slope fallacy. It is now an established fallacy. It's not a fallacy. All it is is looking at past behaviors and predicting future ones based on things that have happened in the past. So we know these types of people, they never, they never stop. They don't just get their needs, get, you know, get their needs with whatever movement they start. And then once they want, once they win, then the movement dissolves because there's no need for it anymore. That never happens. And usually, sometimes movements start out and they're good. I don't, I don't, the whole sexual revolution thing I think was ridiculous. I, I, I wish we still lived in a society where um, uh, sex outside of marriage was, was shunned. You know, it was really looked down on in society um, because of just all the problems that come up because of it. But take some good things. Take, take for example, um, the, the women's civil rights stuff. When that first started, that was good. Okay, yes, women should be treated um, as as having equal value to men. All right, and and however they want to express that, if they want a career, there should be no laws put in place saying that they can't have one, um, unless it's something. I mean, okay, what I mean by that is there shouldn't be any law saying a woman can't have a career because a woman's place is in the home. Like a law shouldn't force a woman, but but at the same time, somebody will say that and say, yeah, but what about abortion? You know, if I don't get an abortion, I can't have a career. For one thing, yes, you can. For another thing, just don't get pregnant. Don't have the child. Don't 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 engage in sex outside of marriage. What about rape? That's one, two, three percent of the cases uh, of of abortion are in a rape scenario. And this is how you know that the rape thing isn't even isn't even true to these people. Because if you tell them, all right, let's say I give you that. Let's say if it's in the case of rape or incest, then fine. You, you can have the abortion. Now will you admit that the 97% of other cases shouldn't occur? They, they, won't, they won't go with you there. They're, what they're trying to do is point out a hypocrisy that doesn't exist in your argument. Um, anyway, so... Trying to, trying to get back on track here. Um, these, these movements never stop. So when... when, when uh, women's civil rights things happened. There was a lot of great things. You know, women should be able to vote if they want, all that stuff, good. But look at what feminism has become today. The movement never stopped. Women gained their civil rights, right? They, they got, they, the, the, the wrongs were righted. They, they got things that, that were only available to men and, and uh, they were equal in the eyes of the law. They, they, they got everything they wanted. The movement didn't stop. Now they're fighting for, ridiculous things that, that don't even make any sense. Uh, and, and it's not about equality anymore. It's about, it's about superiority. And now they're trying to take things away from men, like men's rights to see their own children, a, a man's, a man's right to have their own child born. No, it's only up to the woman. Now the man doesn't get a say in that decision whatsoever, even though the baby is, is half his too, it, you know, genetically. Um, look at what it's become. These movements don't stop. So the sexual revolution, we, we've been saying, conservatives and Christians have been saying, this is a slippery slope. Uh, th this, this is going to lead to the legalization of gay marriage. And then they're, 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 no, it won't. We'll stop it before then. They didn't stop it. It, it. Okay, then legalization of gay marriage happened. And we're like, okay, now that you're redefining the term, the term marriage, you're redefining what that word means. 
this is going to lead to the normalization of pedophilia. That's next on the list. And they all said, no, you're crazy. That, that is just, that's silly. That's a slippery slope fallacy. Look where we are. Look where we have been for at least 10 years, if not longer. Remember that one, that one article was from 2012. Uh, we have virtuous pedophiles now. Look at this one. This is from Vice, a disgusting, disgusting publication. Pedophiles can't be cured, and it's dangerous to suggest they can. That's the headline. To even suggest that they can, they can fix this, that they can have any hope at, at changing it, is dangerous. You're, you're dangerous. You're, you're a danger to these people if, if you suggest that they can change or they can be cured. See, see how they're victimizing pedophiles and normalizing pedophilia? It, it's it's sickening, and this is not this is by far like not the only one. There's a ton of these. Now, you'll never hear this, but there are actual studies, medical studies, showing that yeah, they can be helped. Look, here this is from Springer Link. If you want, if you want, you can check it out. But this is from um, uh, who Klein Plots and, and Moser. Oh, those are the section editors. Excuse me, uh, but. Can people with pedophile change? Yes, they can. And in this paper, reviewed in the paper, are challenges to the concept that pedophilia is hardwired during a critical period. The idea that all people with pedophilia reoffend. the idea that people with pedophilia are like boiling pots and that high-risk sex offenders are always high-risk, the idea that pedophilia is an orientation is also redefined. Together, these observations and studies support a paradigm shift in favor of pedophilia being viewed as a treatable condition characterized by a persistent sexual interest in children and a failure to develop adult sexual interests. All right, now, this, this evidence here is suggesting that whatever pedophilia actually is physically, it can change. You can change it. It's not hardwired. All right? Now, I know that this is still saying that it's some kind of, you know, treatable, like it's, a, it's still a condition where I would, I would go further and say it's a spiritual issue. It's an evil. It's, 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 a, it's an offense against God. But look, I'll, if they're saying, they, they're trying, they're making the claim here, this pedophilia thing is not something that's hardwired. They absolutely can help it. So that supports my, my claim anyway, even if they don't go as far as into the spiritual stuff as I would, and I don't expect them to. It's a medical journal. Like, it's a, me it's a medical thing. So, but... They're saying that it can actually it can actually be changed. So there there is evidence, but you know what happens? That that went out and it, it got immediately attacked, immediately attacked, and um, um, other other scientists other scientists claimed it was like junk science, and it's not. You can you can look into it yourself. You can look into the thing. It is just as valid. It is. It, I would. I would say more valid than any other scientist that wants to say that it's hardwired because they're not providing proof of that. They're going. They're going by pedophiles' own subjective like statements and things. Um, but yeah, there are a ton of. There are a ton of. Uh, part of the problem too is we have a severe, uh, um, lax system in how we judge pedophiles uh like the law they they always get really minimum sentences uh here here's an article reduce charges norm in child assault so in chi in child assault uh people pedophiles get reduced charges all the time what why should that be the case cuz that's the culture we live in it's it's now a stigmatized thing you know we need to not we need to realize too we 
Okay, what is the solution? The solution is we need to go make disciples of people. We need to turn this back into a Christian nation again, you know, culturally. Uh, and I don't mean cultural Christian in the sense people say they're Christian or they're not. They don't know what that means. They just say they are because their family goes to church. That's not what I mean. I mean, we need to actually shift this into a Christian nation. And we do that by just doing the Great Commission that we're commanded. Jesus commanded us to go and make disciples. And this is why. When we don't do that, when, when we're lazy and we stay at home and we don't want to bother people and we don't want to offend people and you know we want to be left alone and live our lives, well, this is the country we have now. If, if every Christian took more time to go out and made it their life mission to go preach the gospel and tell people about Jesus, and I don't mean just, you know, one, one, once a week or, you know, once a month on a missions trip from church, and even that, you don't even see people doing it that much. I mean, if we really made this our life mission, uh, every Christian did that, this would be a Christian nation. We wouldn't have these problems. As a nation, we would be arguing about things like the timing of the rapture. What what an amazing country that would be, right? Uh, if that was our biggest problem. <clears throat> but we don't see that. We don't see that because we don't take the Great Commission. Now, of course, there would always be people who are are going to deny the gospel and reject Jesus, and, and fine, then we we shake the dust off our feet and move on. But look at the explosion of Christianity in the first century with, with just the original original believers. There weren't that many of them. And it exploded all over the world because there's real power in the gospel. There's a real Holy Spirit that convicts people and changes hearts. So we're, we're not in this fight alone. It's not like we have to come up with like the perfectly crafted argument. Otherwise, uh, it's, not, it's not about God will work through you. The Holy Spirit will work with you. He just wants you to do it. You know, I mean, you should know what you're talking about, but you don't have to wait till you become some like scholarly expert. Go out and do it now, you know. And, and if the main thing is, if you don't know something, you do have to be honest. You can't lie, you know. You you and that that's the main thing. You can't you can't lie and say that you know something if you don't. If they bring up a challenging question, and you don't know the answer, then you just need to say that. You just need to say, you know what? I honestly don't know. That is a good question. I'm kind of curious about that myself now. I you know may, let, let let's look into that together. Maybe maybe we can find something out. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, <clears throat> you you got to be honest, otherwise you're going to ruin your credibility and they will not trust you. That That's the other thing about this posting fake memes thing. And I want to show this real quick, too. In U.S., the decline of Christian Christianity continues at a rapid pace. It's from Pew Research Center. Christianity is declining because we're not we're, we're more we're more worried about other things. We're either worried about being left alone or we're worried about chasing cloud online Um we're not worried about dying to ourselves, picking up our own cross, being crucified with Christ, giving our lives to this mission of, of presenting the gospel to people and trying to make disciples. We're, we're not as concerned with that. We're more concerned about posting memes that are sensational and, and seem exciting and, and who cares if they're true. And if somebody calls it out, then we're going to call them names. That's what we're concerned with. That is such a problem. That is that is such an evil that has permeated the church, and we as Christians have allowed it to. Why don't we disassociate from these people? I don't understand this. I don't care if you've been friends with them for years. Why don't you disassociate with somebody that's that's acting like that? What what your friendship is more important than getting people saved and appropriately representing Christ? If somebody doesn't appropriately represent Christ and they are not willing 
to learn or or to accept any reproof or uh, or to work on it or to 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 even look at your correction. If that th- that is not somebody to associate with, that is clearly somebody who is in this for the wrong reason. They're in this for themselves. They're immature. At best, they're immature. At worst, they're just they're just evil. Uh, there's there's plenty of people like that. But at best, let's assume the best. They're immature and they they shouldn't be in any kind of role in leadership in in Christianity anyway. Why don't we associate disassociate from these people? You know, even if they're not in a position of leadership, just somebody online that has a hundred followers or whatever. Don't associate with people like that. There's no reason to. That is somebody to just give up and let God deal with. You know, pray for them. Always pray for them. Forgive them if if they did something that made you mad. But, you know, don't don't carry that around. But there's no reason. You're, you're doing the church more harm if you associate with people like that. And you might think, well, I don't want to. The church already has so much division. There is one appropriate division. Truth over lies. All right. That, that is the appropriate division. Okay, it is not appropriate to divide over timing of the rapture. It's not appropriate. We, you know, we, we all need to keep our pride in check on that one and on a lot of other things and say, well, this is what I believe, but I don't know for sure. So if you believe something different, I'm not going to hate you over it. Um, we, we, we need to do that. Tr- truth over lies. So if somebody is, is posting like a direct lie and they're not, they're just doing it and they're 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 not apologetic they're not they're not wanting to change they're just going to keep doing it and then they're going to try to blame you for for it if if you say something or correct it or whatever then okay block them forget about them in 5 minutes you know block them say a quick prayer you know oh pray to Jesus that they'll they'll get their heart right with the lord pray for yourself too pray hey lord if i if i'm doing something wrong here can you please show me that and convict me? Because if I'm doing something wrong, you know, I, I want to make sure that this isn't me having an ego uh, or me being overly sensitive. Can, can you please convict me? You know, do that and then just forget about them. I mean, if they're posting lies, you can't, you, you can't associate with them and expect that you're going to have any credibility to other people. I mean, you're trying to convince people that you know what's best for their eternal souls, that you know what happens after death and unknowable thing. I mean, you're, you're, try, you're asking a lot out of people, right, when we present the gospel. We need to have as much credibility on our sides as possible. We need to be as honest uh, and truthful as possible. We don't have time to entertain people who are just in this for their own own benefit for in this in this for their own good who are posting lies because other people are going to group group us all together they're going to look at people like that and they're going to say well you guys are you you can't even agree with each other on this stuff and you know you you don't you don't even call out your own when when somebody's clearly lying you you just you know you, you all you christians are the same you're all liars that's what we're going that's what we're going to get that's what we have gotten and and i fear that we have deserved it because Unfortunately, we don't police our own. We don't we don't disassociate with people who outright lie. And like I said, I'm throwing myself in that camp. If I ever get to the point where I just start lying and posting just untruthful stuff and and I'm I'm not willing to be corrected, then I need I I don't deserve any role in ministry that that Jesus is, has uh, uh, has has graciously offered me. I don't deserve that and I need to not have anybody following me then then people need to 
need to just say, well, bye, Josh. You, you know, you, you were cool once, but this this is terrible. And and don't don't entertain don't entertain you don't you shouldn't entertain that from anybody, not not your own family, nobody, nobody, because nobody is more important than Jesus Christ. Uh, nothing is more important than the truth. And that is the one division that's okay. Jesus say, said that he came to he came he came with a sword that brother against brother. That division that's based on Jesus. That's not based on you know that that verse gets overused. A lot of people use that verse because well. You know, I, I can be just as mean and nasty as I want if this person believes that the earth is round because Jesus came with a sword. It's not what it's about. Jesus came with the sword. It's about Jesus. Families are going to divide over their belief in Jesus. You know, one brother will believe in Jesus and the other won't. So they divide based on that. That is an appropriate division. And that is all throughout Scripture. There, there, there's always this this separation between holy and unholy. So we cannot let people like this into our ranks. We can't associate with them. We can pray with them, but if they're if they're not even accepting correction, you can't you can't minister to them. If they're if they're not accepting, you can't minister to them. The only thing you can do is pray that the Holy Spirit works on their hardened heart. That's all you can do. You know, you don't have to think that you're any better than them. You don't have to have a nasty attitude about it, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't waste any time fighting with them. You know, tr- try to reason with them if you feel like it's it's it it might happen. But when they show you that they're just not going to be reasoned with, then you're done. That's it. Um, and, and it it actually can get into the realm of sin if you don't do that uh, pretty easily. Okay, so there are things that you can actually do to mitigate against child sex trafficking. Post. Okay, we we really harped a lot on the posting truthful information. You have to do that. You got to post truthful information or don't post at all. At least say, I don't know if this is true. So you can go on my Facebook. When I, I, I did like two or three posts about the Wayfair thing, and I said, I have no clue. There There's some weird looking stuff, but I have no idea if this is true, if this is an example of child sex trafficking. I don't know. If it is, then... That's awful, and we need to get a, we need to get real information. You know, not not just some meme about Tom Hanks and a gl- picture of a glove. Uh, you know, we need we need real things here. We we you know. Um. But we 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 have to be able to admit that we just don't know some things. We have to get comfortable with that. We have to we have to be comfortable acknowledging that in ourselves otherwise you are playing to your pride if you have the attitude like it right now i promise you if you're mad at me if you're mad at me because i'm i'm saying i'm not sure about the wayfair thing and i think we need to be more realistic about it if you're mad at me you have a pride problem there's nothing to be mad about like me i'm not mad the only thing i would be angry about with people who 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 like don't agree with me is if they're hurting if they're hurting the cause to actually help kids who are uh, being sex trafficked. I do get mad about that, but that's because they're indulging in lies and they're actively hurting children in doing so. You know, they're, they're making it harder for people like me to do my job, um, and they're doing it for their own personal gain, so that does make me angry. Uh, what am I doing? What am, what am I doing wrong by saying, you know, we need to be more level-headed about it? Now somebody might say, "Well, while you're while you're spending all that time waiting around for information, kids are being hurt." 
All right, so what's the alternative? I just jump to conclusions and possibly draw a false conclusion, and then that's going to ensure they're going to be hurt for longer because now now people can't take me seriously? It's, it's, a, it's a bad situation we're in here. It's a bad situation. Kids are being hurt. We don't want them to be hurt. We want them to be rescued as soon as possible. The only way to do that is through the truth. We cannot have even an ounce of lies. We can't have a single percentage point of lies. And if there's something that we don't know or we're not sure of, then we need to just we need to say that. There's nothing wrong with that. And if somebody corrects us, we, we're not allowed to get mad, all right? You you can't you you just can't get If somebody is being polite to you and they're they're I don't even think you should necessarily get mad even if they're being a jerk. If they're being a, if they're being a, a jerk but their correction is true, then okay, if you don't like the guy, then unfriend him, you know, whatever. But don't get mad. I mean, so what? He hurt your feelings. He said he said a mean word about you on Facebook. He called you a name. Okay, I get it. He shouldn't do that. That's not very Christian either. But don't get mad about it. Who cares? I mean, you know, seriously, grow up. But, um, you know, just unfriend the guy, but take the correction seriously. So, but... You're, you're, you're really, you, if you want to be, if you want to be just a good, honest Christian, you, you can't get mad when somebody corrects you. You, you got to be willing to accept that. And at first it is hard. It hurts. It really does. Man, I, I remember when I first started going through this process about five years ago, five, maybe six, probably about five. It, it's, it, it's hard at first and it, it does hurt. And it's, it's also easy to get caught up in going full force the other direction where now you don't believe in anything it, it, it can it, you can you know there's a danger there too uh but again it's like a, it's like a muscle you have to work out so now what i do is if somebody corrects me and if they're if it's a legitimate correction i go out of my way to thank them even if i don't feel like doing it because i know that if I don't feel like doing it my feelings are lying to me and you got to realize that your feelings your feelings are, are are liars most of the time. Very rarely will your feelings actually be appropriate and proportional to the situation that you're dealing with. Most times your emotions are going to be wild and 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 overreactive and and you know either that or they're going to be just dead and underreactive, you know. It, it's it's rare that your feelings are ever going to give you just a good appropriate proportional feeling about the thing that is happening at that moment. It's really rare. Most you, you need to look at your own feelings with extreme suspicion. That, that's what I do. Uh, you have to realize your, your feelings are liars. They, they just are. Why? Because they, they don't have conscious thought. You know, you have conscious thought. That, that's why following your heart is such a bad idea. Don't follow your heart. Follow your head. And even that, you have to know your head's not perfect. You know, your 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 head will get you if if you think logically, if you think with your head and not with your heart. You know, it'll get you a little further, but it's still susceptible to deception. It's still susceptible to lies. But your your feelings your your feelings just aren't equipped for that. Your feelings are not equipped to to guide you in that way. Your head's a little bit more equipped, but it's still not perfect. So we got to we got to be real honest with ourselves about how fallible we all are. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing wrong with that. That's such a freeing thing. Man, when when I when I first started thinking myself, you know, in the, in those terms, there was a um a temptation to get depressed about it. But but I was like, you know what? This depression, if I was sad about this, 
then it just means I'm actually pretty immature because what am I sad about that? I'm not wonderful and perfect. You know, why, why would I be sad about that? It's just the truth. And no one really is anyway. So all I'm doing is I'm just admitting the fact. And then now I get, now that I'm conscious of that, now I get to improve now. Now I can work on it. Now I can actually get better. And I, I have this ideal of Jesus Christ I have this ideal that I can every day work towards uh, getting getting closer to, getting better at, and that's actually a really freeing, good thing. I don't have to be enslaved by my feelings. I don't have to be enslaved by my pride or my ego. It's a really freeing thing. And I see so many people robbed of that, you know, with things like the self-esteem stuff or or, or just this this uh, this obsession with authority, like... You know, if somebody if somebody is in a position of Christian leadership, you have to just accept whatever they say, no matter what. And no, you don't. But you, you also don't get to be a jerk either. So there's a lot of middle ground with a lot of this stuff. But so that's part of what you can do. Um, another thing you can do, 68% of Christian men watch porn. All right, so I have to assume 68% of my I don't know what the number is for women. I think it's about 50 I think it's 50 something. It's actually a lot higher than I thought it would be. Um but I I have to assume probably about half of my audience watches porn. You absolutely unequivocally unequivocally you are supporting child sex trafficking. I know I know you're not you know emotionally supporting it. You you, you don't believe that it's right. But if you are engaging in pornography of any kind, your your support you need to know that you are supporting child sex trafficking, and, and for a variety of reasons. Um, I can show you a bunch of uh, article headlines here. If I have them, let me find them. Um, here here here's one. This is from the Hill. And by the way, both left and right wing sources agree on this. Porn consumption is contributing to child sex trafficking epidemic. Um, let me see. There are. There's a lot more. Here's another one. Uh, the connection between sex trafficking and pornography. Pornography undoubtedly perpetuates the commercial sexual exploitation of women and girls in America. There are there are girls uh, who are trafficked through the por- the pornography industry. Here's another one. The porn industry and human trafficking reinforce each other. It's from National Review. Th- th- these are all over the place. Um, even 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 things that aren't pornographic but are labeled as entertainment. Things like this, the ten best TV sex scenes of 2020 so far. I mean, our our culture is so inundated with sex. It's it's just it's 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 made sex a, a business. If you engage in that, you're supporting that culture. Look, I say it like this: as long as sex sells, sex will continue to sell. The second that sex stops selling, it won't sell anymore. You know, the, the second that this culture and, and it, it doesn't start from the top down. Change happens in the individual first. So as soon as you decide that you're not going to watch provocative TV shows anymore even if you like the story that that you're just you're not going to support uh this culture of sex that you're going to find value in other things more appropriate that can't be abused like this um especially especially pornography i mean that that is downright sinful 
But as soon as soon as you decide that you're not going to engage in this stuff, if enough people do that, these companies, if they know that there's no money to be made in sex because the culture just doesn't doesn't view it that way, uh, then they're not going to keep. There won't be a market for it, so they're not going to keep doing it. They're not going to waste money trying to sell something that isn't selling. They they will they will instead put their money in more wholesome things, um, and. You know, America used to be like that before the whole sexual revolution stuff. America really it used to be like that. You know, TV shows were a lot more wholesome and they didn't really sexualize things. But now kids are being sexualized in a lot of these shows. Um, let me see if I have it here. There's a show on Hulu. Yeah, look at this. There's a show on Hulu here called Drag Kids. Four preteen drag queens come out for the biggest performance of their young lives. Can, can you look at look at look at how this this little boy is dressed? And this is like some wonderful thing. He's in a dress. This this is seen as like they're sexualizing children actively, and they're switching their genders. This is on Hulu, a very popular streaming service. Why are we supporting these companies? Why are we supporting them? Even that 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 is because because. Why does sex trafficking exist? Because there are people attracted to kids. So shows like that that normalize that stuff, it's just creating more people that are sexually attracted to kids. It's just creating more uh, for that industry to capitalize on. Pornography is, I mean, that 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 is like, what, billions of dollars a year they make from that uh, because people engage in it. Now, look, God will judge the outside world, but we in the church, what are we doing going anywhere near that stuff? I, I know we have physical urges. I get it. I'm I'm a man myself. I understand. But this this is one of those things you can learn to hate that. Don't don't let the culture tell you that you can't control it. You can't help your feelings. You know you're not going to be able to turn it off overnight. You know, but you you can stop engaging in it overnight. You can just decide to stop right now and never do it again. Now are you gonna are you gonna feel urges? Yeah. But you can learn to hate those urges. And your, your feelings will eventually follow suit. This is what it means when the Bible says the spirit lead, needs to lead the flesh. Don't let your flesh lead your spirit. Don't let your flesh tell you that you, know, you can't help your feelings. No, your spirit needs to lead that. Your feelings will follow suit eventually. You, what, what you need to do if you're engaged in this, stop immediately and then start start doing research and looking into all of the ways that people have been hurt by pornography, that children ha- have been trafficked on Pornhub even, the, the biggest provider of pornography in the world. And th- th- there's multiple stories of children found on that, on that website. Are there any criminal actions against them? Nope. It's, it's just, it's shunned kind of, but it's pretty much allowed. And it's because people are still engaging in it. Keep looking into those stories. Keep looking into stories about what this does to women, how many suicides there are, how many women kill themselves who are involved in the porn industry. How many how many women get abortions because they get they get pregnant on on a on a porn site and you know on on a, a movie site or whatever, movie set. And uh, they get abortions. I mean, some of these women have multiple, multiple abortions. So, so ba- babies are literally dying 
Babies are dying. Kids are being abused. All just so you can have your 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 moment of pleasure. Once you start seeing it like that, man, I'll, I'll tell you, you start you you start really researching that, and you continue on in that research. You will learn to hate it. You will learn to absolutely hate it, and that's where we need to be. You know, you 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 will you will in a sense in in a good sense you will start to hate parts of yourself, the parts of yourself that need to go. You don't need to hate yourself. That's not what I'm getting at. But we're we're all human beings. We all have parts of ourselves that need to go. That's one of them. Um, and so that that's what we need to do. Don't listen when they say that you can't change your feelings. Yes, you absolutely can, and you you have a responsibility to do that. Um, let me see if there's anything else here that I wanted to. So so that's something you can do actively. Uh, you can get rid of your porn addiction, or even just your addiction to TV shows that have sexually explicit material. Even if it's not pornographic exactly, but if it's if, it, if it's sexually explicit, you don't need it. And look, I know, I know, Christian entertainment isn't great. It, it's flat, it's not super entertaining, most of it. Every once in a while you'll get something good, but most of it is just, it's just kind of dead, you know? It's just, it's not entertaining. I, I get it. But what's more important to you, you being entertained or you helping and you, you not contributing to sex trafficking and the normalization of pedophilia? What is more important to you? So if it takes all of us throwing our TVs in the garbage, I mean, whatever it takes, I mean, this is infinitely more important, isn't it? Who cares if you don't get to watch a TV show for a while? Do you think the kid in the cage being sexually abused every day is thinking that? Do you, do you think they're they're thinking that at all? Like, well, at least uh, at least Joe down the street gets his gets his uh, TV show that he gets to watch. At least he gets to watch Game of Thrones or whatever. No, they're not thinking that. They're they're thinking, oh God, somebody help me. That that's that's all they're thinking. So we need to uh, we need to grow up. It's time to grow up. It's 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 time to to start taking this seriously and quit treating this as some novelty or some fringe conspiracy theory, some some fun little interest that we have. You know, we need to quit treating it the way that we might treat Nephilim or UFO stuff or even multiverse stuff. You know, so like I said, I'm throwing myself in that camp too. We we all need to wake up and realize exactly what this is, and and we need we need to change it. We need to fix it. And like like I said before, change does not happen from the top down. You're never we're never going to get the government to abolish this in the U.S. We already have laws against it, and they're not enforcing it. That's not what's going to do it. Politics follows culture. It's not the other way around. Um, good example of this. Notice how everybody's eating healthier these days. There's this big movement towards like you know e- e- eating non-GMO stuff. E- just eating healthier. That wasn't the government. When the government tried to reduce people's size of like sodas that they could get, everybody laughed and it didn't work. If anything, it just made people eat more unhealthy. But when there was an actual social movement, when there was an actual movement in the culture about eating healthier and there was more of a demand for healthier options, McDonald's started offering salads, you know, real food. Uh, Non-GMO stuff is become organic is becoming like really popular now. That didn't happen from the top down. That was because individually people made a change in their own lives. They started watching documentaries. Uh, were there some 
just garbage documentaries about that? Yeah. Were there some false claims? Yeah, there were. Uh, but they were easy to weed out. A lot of the information that came out was pretty good. And everybody jumped on that bad bandwagon because they made individual choices in their own lives. And now all of a sudden there is a market for healthier options. So now you got, you got more grass fed stuff. You got more humane, um, animal, you, you know, like farming and, and like animal, uh, places. I don't know what they're called. Uh, but, you know, farms and stuff, they're more humane practices and how they butcher chickens and cows. And, you know, that, that there's a market for that now. That's all PETA had to do. You know, P PETA for, for decades kept kept petitioning the government, going to the government, trying to get the government to do all these restrictions and laws. And it, di it really didn't do a bit of good. People will always find, find a way around the law. What did it is now it is getting rid of the market. You know, the far farms that have just ungodly practices on how they treat their animals, those are starting to go under now because there's not a market for it as much. People are going to more organic farms where animals have room to run around and they're not stressed out all the time uh, because they're realizing organic even tastes way better. It's just better food. It's not only healthier for you. It just it tastes amazing. It's really good because we've been conditioned on this like commercial stuff forever. That's not good. So there's more of a market for that. So notice how everybody's like eating a little healthier and a lot of change in a pretty short amount of time. It hasn't been that long. Pretty short amount of time. Uh, a lot of change has happened. There is no reason that that can't be the case with child sex trafficking and, and sexual exploitation of any, any kind. There's no reason that that can't happen. It's going to take the individual. It doesn't mean go storming Washington, D.C. That's not going to do any good. Um, you know, you can sign petitions if somebody's trying to get a law. Okay, fine. But you can't end there, uh, and th that can't be all you do. I mean, it's it's basically ineffective. Maybe every once in a while some headway will get made with the government, but it, it's basically ineffective. The, the, way, the way to do it is through the culture, and that, that happens with the individual. So we need to share true information, real information, just like with the, the health stuff. And I know there, there were lies out there too. There, there was, there was false stuff too. Uh, but notice that, um, for decades there was false stuff and nobody took health, healthy eating seriously. It wasn't until recently that the real information started coming out and the truthful verified stuff started coming out that people started taking it seriously. People have been trying to get this whole health thing, this whole health kit going since, at least the '80s, I think even earlier than that. Um, but as 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 long as I've been born, you know, I, I was born in '84, so at least that long. But I think it was even longer than that. But it never really worked because they were putting out so much false, contradictory information. It was easier for everybody to say, "Ah, uh, you know, I, I'm just I'm just going to eat whatever I want." Well, that that's where we're at with with sex trafficking right now because there's so much conflicting, conspiratorial, unverified stuff out there, it's easier for people to just go, ah, I don't know how big of a problem that really is. It pro I'm sure it happens, but it's probably not that big of a deal. You know, I'm just going to keep watching whatever I want to watch. They're, they're not going to change their lives based on it. Um, it's not going to be until we actually get real information out there and, and showing people, no, look, th this actually is happening and I can prove it. And it's not through a meme or some claim of some stranger. It's like, I, I can actually prove it. Until we get to that point, this problem isn't going to be fixed. So it is up to each and every one of us to go full force posting pure, like factual, truthful information 
not crazy claims, but actual information, stuff that's true. Ex- many examples I gave you today. That's a good place to start. Um, I have a movie coming out very soon called Silent Cry, and it is all about child sex trafficking and the truth around it. And it even does get into some of the, the satanic stuff that is that, that is actually happening. Um, and we have those from verified sources that we put in the movie. So when that movie comes out, share it around. I want that to get as big. Okay, if, if, if a really conspiratorial thing like Out of Shadows can get as big as that did, I, I want this to do 10, 100 times better than that. Not for my own personal gain. I, I okay. I, I, I'm not going to get into how the financials work for that. But no, it's just not appropriate for me to. I'll, I'll, I'll just say, I'll just say, I'll, I'll just say, this isn't for my own personal gain. All right. Um. If if. I, okay. I, I I can't. I I just have to leave it. I just have to leave it at that. And you you just have to trust me. Um, but, uh, I'm not saying, I'm saying it because the more people that watch this movie, it's factual, it's honest. There are verified things. Um, every, every claim that that's made, we put up articles and, and, uh, video clips, uh, of sources. And then the things that can't be verified, if a person is just like saying, well, I think it could be this or it could be that, you know, they're honest about their opinions on it. You know, we, 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 I, I tried everything I could to make this just honest, but it's also like really interesting. Um, there's stuff in there that you're not going to find in any child sex trafficking documentary. I've seen them all, and I, I've done everything that I can to make sure that I'm not just repeating information. Um, so you're you're going to want to see that that movie, and you're going to want to share it around. And uh, it should I think it's going to come out in a couple of months, hopefully. Um, it's it's. The biggest thing I've ever done, it's the most important thing I've ever done in ministry, and I think that it actually can help if we all work together and get it out there. So that's something else you can do. Um, I'm I'm going to work to get it on Amazon. We're, we're hoping maybe we can get it on Netflix, but I don't know because it, it's it's Christian. You know, it's a Christian movie. I mean, every, every all, everybody in the movie is Christian, so that might tell Netflix, oh, we don't want to have anything to do with it. I don't know. We'll say we don't want to offend anybody with your Christianity, but we'll put movies about gay Jesus. Um, so, and and the reason that you know we're going to places like Netflix and Hulu and the, these 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 companies is because that's where this message needs to be heard the most. You know, people who are going on Hulu and watching drag kids, they they need to watch this documentary and see how harmful that stuff is. People who go on Netflix to watch a gay Jesus movie, they need to see this movie there too and and watch it. That's exactly the audience that needs it. That's why we're going to these uh, companies and we're going to try to get this to be on every platform possible. You know, um, it, it's like I said, like if, if I was invited to like a new age conference and I was allowed to say whatever I wanted to say, I, I would go and speak. That, that's why that's why I've uh, appeared on shows on like History Channel and Science Channel and, um, you, you know, all, all of these all of these channels that, that post a bunch of stuff that that I think are just outright lies like ancient alien stuff. Um, but I still go, I still go on those shows and, and do it because that's the audience that needs to hear it. Now, the problem is a lot of times they do edit my stuff down quite a bit. Um, but 
if I happen to say something that's interesting and somebody who's like a big ancient aliens fanatic, they, they see Josh Peck there and they say, oh, that's interesting. I want to look at, look up that guy's book. And then they get second coming of the new age or something. Cause they looked me up. Uh, and then they become a Christian over it. Well, great. Then it was worth it. So that's what I hope for. That's why I say it's not, it's not, if I was in it for me, then I wouldn't do those shows because I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm really not. They don't pay me to do it. They don't pay me to do it. It's a big inconvenience. I'm, I'm, I'm usually out, you know, I'm, I'm away from home for three day, two or three days. I'm interviewed for hours on end. Uh, it's exhausting. And then they end up using 20 seconds of what they got from me if I'm lucky. So I'm, I, and I don't get paid for any of it. They'll, they'll pay for my travel, but I don't have any interest in going to, you know, it's usually in like California or, or, or like Arizona, it's just places that I don't really have any interest in going. I, I'm not, I'm not a, I, I'd rather just stay at home. You know, if it was me, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really like traveling all that much, but I do it. Not, I, I'm not going to stop doing it just because I'm not getting anything out of it. It's not for me. I'm doing it because I'm trying to serve other people. And if there's any chance that somebody might see that and actually get get something from it, then great. That that's what it's for. Um, by the way, I actually learned that from Tom Horn. Uh, there, there's this uh, uh, there's this kind of view of Tom sometimes that like he he loves the spotlight or something. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't at all. He he hates it more than I do. Uh, he 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 actually told me in a private conversation. Maybe I shouldn't even say this, but. Um, but he told me in a private conversation one time that, you know, if if it was up, if it was just up to him and what he was doing, wasn't helping other people, if it was just up to him, he would stay at home and, and he would, he would just stay at home and ride a tractor all day. You know, he would, he would take care of the horses at the farm and he, he would just, he would just do farm stuff all day. He, he, he wouldn't go and travel and speak and be on TV and he, he wouldn't do any of that. He doesn't, he doesn't, he he does it. He en- he enjoy the only thing he enjoys about it is that it services other people because he's got a servant's heart and he wants to serve other people and it really helps people. So even though he doesn't like doing it, he's willing to do it because he's not put on this earth to just indulge in things that he likes. You know, he he's he's put here to serve other people. And so, you know, when I first met Tom uh, and found that out about him, that was that was like that was really impactful on me and so I I I just that hit me, and I was like, "Man, I, in doing Christian ministry, I want to be like that. I want to do that. So that's what I strive to do. And um, and I, I really think that we as the church would would do a lot better and serve Jesus a lot more effectively if we all had that attitude, and if we all took took it upon ourselves to um, do what we have to do in our own lives to mitigate these problems, uh, to work on ourselves." That really will fix so many problems, not just sex trafficking, but the, just all the problems in the world, just the, the hatred and the pride and just the, the jealousy and greed and all of that. All of that is fixed by just people working with Jesus on an individual level and just being honest about their own problems, you know, being self-aware, being being honest about their own problems, being open about that, like like I have today and... Yeah, I've tried to, you know, I, I'm, again, I'm not perfect at any of this, but just, just taking it upon their own personal responsibility 
to use every day as an opportunity to be a little bit more Christ-like than they were the day before, to, to learn. And it's not an act. That's the thing. You, you learn to do it. It's like working out a muscle. It's not you're putting on an act. Don't do that. That's a lie. Then you're less Christ-like than you, than you were. Don't, don't, don't put on an act. You know, it's got to be real. But Jesus will absolutely work, work with you. That's, what he's, that's part of what he's there for. He, he wants you to be more like him. He wants you to be his child. Uh, and and he, he likes helping people. He likes helping you. He likes helping his children through that. Just like if you have kids, you know, you know how much satisfaction you get out of helping your kid do something, and then they do it, uh, and they do it right. I mean, how amazing that feels. Well, there's a reason that God gave us that example. There's a reason that that type of thing exists. You know, we have it because that's how God feels about us. So let him help you. Uh, and be be humble enough to admit that you're not you're not perfect and you do need to work on things. You do. I do too. A- and you always will. But the world would be a lot better place if everybody would just do that. Uh, again, what what if the only thing that we had to argue about was the timing of the rapture but we still loved each other anyway? E- even in, in the even, you know, when in in our culture when uh sex wasn't wasn't so commercialized the way it is today. The sex trafficking problem, I'm sure it existed. You know, I'm sure it would happen, but it, there wasn't as much of a demand for it as there is today. So it's a much bigger problem today than it was back then. And it was probably a lot easier to spot back then because it was so rare. So it was easier to spot anomalies. Anyway, so individually... We, we, we owe it to Jesus first, each other second, ourselves last, um, to, we, we owe it to all those things to, uh, work on ourselves, to get better, get more Christ-like and get rid of your pride, get rid of your ego. That is, that is the thing that is going to send you headfirst into destruction every time. That is the main thing to really work on getting rid of. The rest of the pieces will follow. If you if you do that one thing, just do that one thing. Just get rid of your pride. Uh, get rid of your ego. You you do that one thing, the rest of the pieces will follow, and uh, things will make more sense. All right, uh, we'll call it good there. Again, this is typical of what, maybe not the subject matter, but this is kind of typical of what a full peck report is. Usually, I, I take like two stories and talk about two stories, so the structure of this one was a little different, but. You know, usually there's a lot of content, uh, a lot of, I, I hope, good information for you that's helpful. Um, so, again, you're getting this one for free, but it would be great if you would go and become a member at dailyrenegade.com. Um, also, if you're a chronic pain sufferer like I am, if you need some Kratom, Kratom's a, an herb that really helps uh, with pain so you don't have to be on narcotics and stuff. We have all of that stuff at dailyrenegade.com. It's on the top toolbar. Uh, we have Kratom. We have CBD, um, really good CBD. That All that helps. It can help you sleep. helps with pain. Um, so we, we have all that available. Even buying that stuff from us does, does help. Uh, so all of that stuff, we have merchandise available if you're – I don't really put it's it's good merchandise, you know, if you want a shirt or a mug, it's good. Um I normally just don't I don't I don't really pitch that too much. Um because I don't really see how like a mug or a t shirt is helping anybody, but 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 it's there. It's there if you want it. You know, I mean there's there's nothing wrong with, with having it. Um if you want a daily renegade shirt or something, we, we have that available too, uh at dailyrenegade.com if if that's of interest. Uh so yeah, please but the main thing, please please 
go become a member. Um, if you if you can afford to do so, the hundred dollars a year is definitely the way to go. Again, you get two months for free that way. You just do it once. You don't have to think about it for a while. And you're not only investing in your own membership, you're investing in uh, our ministry and you're invest- investing in four other very good ministries too. So you're do a lot of uh, you're doing a lot of good. Like a lot of help can come from just that that one hundred dollar payment. So. Uh, I would I would ask you to do that if you can't afford to do it. Please keep us in prayer. Please uh, pray pray for me that I don't ever go outside of God's will and do some crazy dumb thing. You know that 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 uh, ends up hurting the ministry or 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 just you know deceiving people in some way. You know I'm I'm human. You know everybody is. So we're all susceptible to that type of thing. We're also, but that's also why I, I you know, I, I say that it's a good idea to let people correct you because it's iron sharpens iron. You know, we all need to be accountable to one another. So I'm accountable to you, and I, I need to know that if I put out something false, I'm going to get called out on it. Um, so we all need that. We that that's what part of being a community of um, like-minded Christians is all about. That's how we can all. That's how we can all help each other. Uh, as a community, and th- that's really how we fellowship too. That- that's why the Bible says, "Confess your sins to one another." You know, so that- that's why you know I'll confess to you. I- I've I've definitely been prideful before, so is everybody. So we we all need to like help each other through that, and uh, I think that's that- I think that's a good thing. And-, and you know, we create we create a lot of trust. We create a closer bond through that. Imagine if the world saw a community that they were able to they were able to correct one another and not get mad and they loved each other for it even more that that would be so appealing to the world because the world's not like that the world everybody's in it for themselves everybody's out for themselves everybody's trying to blast everybody else because they're they're trying to make themselves look better everybody's selfish um i think we could do the world a lot of good if we could show a good example of how it's supposed to be. All right, everybody, we are two hours in, so we're going to call that good for today. Uh, thank you all so much for your support, for watching, and uh, for sharing this video, and for keeping us in prayer, for being a member if you are a member. Uh, we we love you all. Uh, everybody here at Daily Renegade loves you and appreciates you all. Thank you so much. Uh, and until next time, there's that website one more time. Until next time, take care and God bless.